A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the NSR podcast, where, as mentioned, we cover the A to Z of college recruitment. Hundreds of different topics relating to every component of this amazing pathway. Uh, Today, we're going to touch on a pretty cool subject. We're going to talk about turning professional, uh, whether that be during or after college, uh, because both are certainly possible. Now, today we'll have Matt Wade in. Uh, He will share his knowledge and experience in relation to this particular topic, and I'll touch on my experiences relating to to this as well. Uh, We'll share some examples of of athletes that that are turning pro or have turned pro, uh, some of our NSR athletes that have the chance to turn pro. I'll ask a, a wide range of questions to Matt, like you know, how to turn pro after college. Is it even possible to turn pro during and after college? We need to be playing or competing to be looked at by pro scouts and a few more questions here and there. So it's a really, really cool episode. I know all uh, the athletes out there listening, you know, the, the goal is to, to turn pro. So uh, definitely a good episode to listen to and, and take away key bits of information. Maddie, welcome back to the podcast, dude. Jacob, always good to be back, man. Uh, you know, I love doing these things with you. Good, good. I know you're the only one on pretty much, so you're just sharing all your knowledge with everyone. I've got a lot of knowledge to share. You do have a, no- a lot of knowledge. I'm, I'm here for everyone. I'm here for you. I'm here for Harrison. I'm here for Marco. <laughs> Carrying the team. Definitely, definitely. You've got a, a big <laughs> head. That, I think that the oh. brain, big brain, you need a big head. That's right. Exactly. That's right. But look, we're going to be talking about turning pro today relating to, to all sports now we're both soccer players so we'll touch on a few examples with with soccer as well but it's the same for for every sport uh we have different experiences when it comes to this particular topic matt you uh played college obviously uh you even kicked or punted in college as well for yeah american football started out my first scholarship was to to kick american footballs um there you go and then yeah progressed from that back to to soccer and and that took me on to uh, to a, a short uh, professional career, um, and yeah, it, it was. Look, I mean, there's always a possibility of going pro, man. Always, it it's, it just depends on how hard you work and, and how dedicated that you are, and you know the the types of, of opportunities that that you put yourself out there for. Exactly. So the first question then is is pretty simple. But can you become a professional athlete whilst you're in college, or indeed? after completing college in, in any sport? Most definitely. You, you, you Just like you know, in Australia or any country in the world, you can turn pro at, at any time, if you're good enough. If you're, if you're good enough. If you're good enough. Now, look, America is the land of opportunity in every way. If you're performing, then you're going to get noticed. Um, the, the U.S., they, they love stats. Statistics. You know? yeah. Statistics. So... You know, the, the, the amount of minutes that you play, the amount of games that you start, the, the amount of goals that you score, the amount of assists that you have, it's all, it's all held uh, within national archives and scouts can crunch numbers for absolutely everything in every single division. Um, so you can turn pro from any collegiate division. Like it doesn't have to just be NCAA Division One. You, you know, because you're going to get a very, very high level of competition across every single division you know junior college 
the NAIA, uh, you know, Division One, Two, II, and Three, the USCAA. The, the the bottom line doesn't matter what division that you play in. You need to be playing exceptionally well, and you need to be winning awards. You, you know, it, it's it's about being a, an absolutely outstanding athlete. Um, now, with with sports like track and field, swimming, golf, you know, where everything is is quantifiable by numbers. Uh, it's probably a little bit easier to get identified because they can look at how fast you're running yeah. that speed or swimming, you know, that distance, yeah. um, or, or or on a par 72, you know, if you're shooting five under par on average, then yeah. you're doing pretty well. Exactly. Um, again, with golf, like if if you're if you're playing off like a two handicap, and, and that's the best that you do, you're not a professional. You're, you're not, not a professional pro. golfer. Yeah. You're not going pro. Like, yeah. you know, if if you're not running sub 10 second 100 meter sprint you you're not going to be gonna pro be professional yeah. you know it's you you need to 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 be playing on a on a fantastic level and and i guess the beauty about america is that like there's so many pro leagues like there there's it's a bigger country than australia and it's got different structures across all the different sports uh and 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 a lot of different ways uh, to to get yourself you know to in in front of scouts um, and, and with so many teams out there, and there's, there's that many scouts that are actually uh, looking for athletes. So we, we've got two really good examples of, of our kids that are, that are doing really, really well. You and know, that have a chance to the, that really have a chance to, to push and, and try and make it as a professional athlete. Well, definitely. actually, I got, I got three. Three. I got three. We'll touch so, on Mitch a little bit later, but. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll two for now. Two for now. One, one, for one later. later. All right. So we're going to spread out our examples. Okay. Very good. So first one, boy named Jackson Bigdowski. All right. Big shout out to Jackson Bigdowski, uh, golfer from New South Wales. You know, before Jackson went over to the U.S., so in year twelve, Jackson was playing off a plus handicap. I, I believe he was about plus two uh, when when he went over. And you know, fantastic golfer, relatively average academic. Um, I hope you don't mind me saying that, Jackson, if you're listening. Uh, but it, it was the truth. And, and, and you know what? So Jackson chose to go to Indian Hills Community College. So he went to a two-year college, uh, one of the better two-year colleges uh, for golf in the United States. Um, he, in, in his first year at Indian Hills, absolutely smashed it. You know, was, was finished, I think, number three in the country. With, with, he, he, had a, he had the chance to be the national champion of, of Every golfer in the United States, yeah. and, and on the final day, um, he, he he lost it on a couple holes and ended up finishing uh, third in the country. But he was he was voted newcomer of the year. Uh, he was an All American. Uh, he he won the Jack Nicholas Award um, for for the best freshman golfer. So it's um, pretty hard not to get noticed when you're. Oh, you, you, you're, that's you're it. Doing like that. he did it on a national scale. Yeah. Uh, and, and after his first year, um, he was approached by the University of Oklahoma, number one. NCAA Division One golf program in the United States, uh, and, and and was offered a full scholarship for two years away. Yeah. So so essentially, uh, after his first year, he got noticed to to, to go on and, and and be at a bigger program. So he, he did his two years in Indian Hills, uh, and and this past uh, what August 2017, he he started. Uh, his his first semester at, university at, at the University of Oklahoma on a full scholarship, so Which are a pretty sort of well known golf program. Well, well that's in, it. That, in the NCAA I, I, Division One. Yeah, if if he continues to to perform on that sort of level, kids got every chance in the world uh, to get a tour card and, and and play some serious professional golf. Exactly. Um, the other one, Lana Hollingsworth, um, 
big shout out to to, to Lana. She she's got um, a very very bright girl. You know, went to a really good school. Uh, had a I believe 99.6 ATAR score. So one of the brightest girls uh, that, that we had this year killed yeah. it on her SAT. Yeah. Um, was also uh, you know playing as a developmental player with with some uh, WNBL clubs uh, as well as represented Australia in uh, nationally in a in, in the three on threes. Um, just really playing at a, at a good standard. You know. Before leaving, before leaving, and yeah. she hasn't really she hasn't left yet, but yeah. she, she's headed to Boston College on, on, a, on a full scholarship. So Boston College, big NCAA Division One program. Say that she goes in there, kills it, does really really well. Uh, she's got every chance, you know, of of going pro as well. But again, two examples: one athlete heading to junior college to begin with, and one heading to an NCAA Division One school to begin with. Both have every chance to make it as a professional athlete and that's uh, it as so, long as you're performing which is what we're we're t- trying to touch on as long as you're performing you know coaches and scouts can see stats they have access to stats you know so if you're performing like it's going to be pretty noticeable that you're, you're doing well right and and so to answer the question yes you can definitely turn pro during college and after we'll touch on a little bit of that in, in just a minute but uh, thousands of athletes do it every year whether that be in the usa or outside the usa uh, because again, it's not just you know the, the United States where you can go pro. One of, one of my f- uh, former players, he spent one year playing in college. Um, his name's Jordan Webb, and, and now he's he's entering his seventh year as a professional in Singapore for soccer. There you go. Um, you know, so he 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 left school and 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 chased a career overseas, and and he's still he's still playing to this day at a, at a really good level. But uh, baseballers, basketballers. Uh, you, you're not just being looked at by by American scouts, you know, pro scouts, but you're looking at, at scouts from around the globe because those are two sports where you know the U.S. is the strongest in the world in in those two sports. So other countries will look to the U.S. Uh, and, and and scout athletes that you know maybe they don't get picked up for Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe a, a, you know you, you go into a minor league setup or or you know what if if you don't get picked up out of college or drafted uh, to any major league club, then you're looking at places like Japan. You're looking at at South America. You're, you're looking at places where baseball is is big, yeah. um, and you can go and have a career. Basketball, the, the Euro leagues are, are are massive. You look at the the Ball brothers. You know they, they one of them was at UCLA. The other one was coming out of a, a high school. Yeah. Um, and and their dad chose to send him over to Lithuania, Lithuania yeah. you know, to, to play pro and, and and instead of doing the college route. But that was after one of them spent a bit of time at UCLA. But like, but but again, that you know, if if you don't make it to the NBA, well, then you've got the D League. Um, you, you've also got uh, some some leagues underneath that. Um, but then you've also got the the Euro leagues and you know you know every other pro every league other, in the world. Yeah, like you know, again, Spain and. Um, South America and like literally everywhere you you you, you go on. So, the bottom line is that you you have to be killing it. Like you have like not just like oh yeah I'm good. Yeah. You you need to be the best. Yeah. Like it, it's it's what point point zero one percent of all athletes will turn pro. But yeah, yeah it's it's possible. Yeah. And and it, and if you if you can do that, you know if you with, with basketball for instance, you know there's a rule to make it to the NBA. You have to stay in college for at least two years. Or you need to be playing in a, in a in a professional league outside of of the U.S. for at least a year yeah. um, 
to, to be become NBA draft eligible. eligible yeah. So so that at any time, you know, whether you're in college or or if you're you're outside of college, uh, you know, let's say that you do your four years and you finish. Well, within the next step, if if you're good enough, could be a pro- professional career. But it's certainly possible. It's possible. Certainly possible. Certainly possible. All right, so Harry has joined us in the in the studio as well to, to share some of his knowledge and experience uh, with this particular topic. But Harry, welcome welcome to the podcast, dude. What's up, guys, thanks for having me back. Hey, Harrison. No oh, hey there, Matthew. No, no worries. We're just uh, we're just here sharing our knowledge and experiences with the with the listeners. Matt's educating people. Matt, Matt's Drop, educating people. Dropping knowledge, son. Dropping knowledge. Uh, but look, it's certainly possible, as we mentioned, to to turn pro uh, from. From college or, or during college, you know, thousands of athletes do it every year. But why why are there so many? Like, what is it about college that helps amateur athletes sort of make that step up into into the professional environment? I think um, one thing is the college environment is is essentially the closest thing you're going to get to professional environment in terms of training facilities and everything like that as well. So, um, I mean, if you look at just from my experience at the amateur level here in Australia playing sort of you maybe train once or twice a week maybe three times at, at most depending on the level you're at and then one or two one game on the weekend or maybe a midweek game every now and then but with with college it's you're training every day uh in pre-season it's two three times a day you could play anywhere from two to three games a week you could play two games in two days three games in three days depending if you're at tournaments it's, it's just it's a whole different level it's a whole different workload it's, it's it's just preparing your body for that that big step up physically i think as well look i think you know, colleges, U.S. colleges, as close as as the majority of, of athletes will get to a professional environment without being considered, you know, an actual professional. You know, the the, the U.S. it's it's no you know secret. Like the U.S. is the best country in the world with with track and field, uh, swimming, golf, baseball, basketball, gridiron, softball, women's soccer. You know, you you name it. Like there's a I think there's a big reason why. The U.S. is is big, fast, and strong, and I think a lot of it stems uh, from the college system. You yeah. know, athletes are in a professional environment uh, from the moment that they turn eighteen. You know, sometimes even younger, depending on when they get out of high school. But they're, they're, you're training six out of seven days a week, nine out of twelve months a year, with you know great facilities, everything that you could possibly imagine at your fingertips yeah. to make you the best athlete that you could possibly be. Uh, is, is there, you, you know, and, and that's every division, not just division one, that, that's division two, II, division three, NAIA, USCAA, junior college, California community college, NWAC, you, you name it, yeah. like the facilities and, and the opportunities that are available for amateur athletes in the United States are completely different and on a completely different level uh, than any other country in the world guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but Sometimes it has nothing to do with that. Like you, you can give, you can, you know, basically you can give an athlete every single possible resource, yeah. but that doesn't mean that that athlete's going to turn pro because that that's a mindset. Like, yeah. that, like that's something different in inside of someone that pushes them to use those facilities and use those opportunities and use those things to to just exploit their own God given talent. Yeah, some, some like you see so many like gifted athletes I mean especially throughout the college system <clears throat> I've seen so many gifted athletes I've played against or played with who, who had the ability and the potential to go professional but didn't have that mindset they were lazy they didn't want to go to training at 6am in the morning or 5am in the morning they didn't want to lift weights they didn't want to 
they maybe skip a training session or two. It's just sort of that, that, that mentality of what sets the players apart. Like you yep. can you can be you have God given talent, but when when talent doesn't work hard, I mean that's it's sort of it's, it's wasted essentially. Exactly. And that, Harrison was yeah. looking directly at me when he said that, so I don't know what he's trying to say. <laughs> don't know what he's trying to say here, but uh, <laughs> now look, one of the big things I noticed, you know, when when playing college is you're surrounded by like minded people. Like at the end of the day, everyone wants to become a professional. Uh, and we had a, a large squad of, of 50 or so people, but everyone wants to be there. Everyone, you know, there was rarely anyone that would miss training sessions. Um, you know, you're surrounded by people that want to become professionals and that really, really helps as well. And I know that's, again, standard across all divisions, all athletes you know, in in college. There's there's that one goal of becoming a professional athlete. See, and then, you, and then you've got, but but at the same time, you've got kids on those teams that, that say that they want to be professionals but they say that they want to train but, but, they, but, they, but they don't yeah like they, they say that they do and, and then that, that's and again that's what you know depicts a professional like somebody that can be in an environment with kids who genuinely want to be a professional kids that say that they genuinely want to be a professional but aren't willing to actually put the work in yeah. and, and, and they're self-motivated enough to, to not let anything distract them from their ultimate goal of becoming a professional, yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, it ha- a lot of times, you know, you, you put a kid into college or you put a kid into an environment. It has nothing to do with the environment and, and everything to do with the individual. Because you got kids like like Ben Simmons, yeah. You know, like he he just an unbelievable talent. Obviously a part of the AIS, but went over to the states, spent a year his final year of high school there, uh, did a postgraduate year. Uh, and and then did a year at, at, at LSU and and that postgraduate year and that year at LSU was all he he planned on doing because because that was two years outside of high school that he spent doing something and that made him draft eligible and he, his sights were set on the NBA you know college was just if those rules weren't in place he wouldn't have done he would no, have gone straight to no the he would NBA. have done a LeBron James he would yeah. have done a Dante Exum yeah you know he, he would have he would have done that but you know it, it's just. I think he even came out and said straight up that he was he, only, he literally only went to college he didn't he only went to classes to pass to make sure he was eligible that was the only yeah. thing he did yeah. yeah well because he you know he was that good already that, that he knew that that he was he was destined for that you know so I, I think you know when it comes back to to the whole college system I know how like being in this country uh, for for the last six nearly seven years um, you know, people will say that, well, you know, if it's not Division One, then then there's really no point. You, you know, if, if you're not going to a Division One program, you don't have any chance of going pro. Oh, or look, my goal is to go pro, uh, so I need to be at a Division One school. Well, well, no, you don't. You, you, I'll tell you right now, you don't. I never played at a Division One school, and I played two years professionally. You, you know, like we we got plenty of kids that don't play at a Division One school that that use the other avenues and other possibilities uh, that, that are out there to get themselves to a level, to put themselves in front of the right kinds of people and perform at the right level to have a chance to turn pro. Yeah. So look, do you see more athletes at division one schools going pro? Well, yeah, because those are some of the best young amateur athletes in the world. Yeah. But, but if, if, if that's not you and, and you're not, you know, you're not able to, to afford to go to a Division One school because of the lack of scholarship, or you know, you're, you're not you're not looked at it straight away to, to be a Division One caliber athlete, or you, you're just not eligible or don't have the grades, or 
or whatever. That, that, that doesn't mean <clears throat> that you're less of a chance. That you have less of a chance if you've got enough drive, enough talent, uh, and, and, and put yourself in a position to, to, to make it. So it's, it's not just the Division One. You, you can get the same number of games, the same sort of training environment, the same resources, the same everything in every single division. And, and you know, you can in, – in this, you know, I think a big thing is the summer. You know, the, the U.S. Amer- – the American summer from the end of May until the, the beginning of August. You know, do you just take three months off? Like, do you just you stop playing over those three months because it's school holidays? Well, well, a kid that 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 gen, genuinely wants to go pro, you don't you don't take a second off. How many days does a pro take off? Not long. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, if that, <laughs> yeah. and they'll still do something. Yeah. You, 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 Not the NBA players; they play on Christmas Day. That's it. You don't take you don't take a day off. No. There's not one single day that you're not pushing yourself to as as hard as you can continuing to work on the goal of becoming a pro so you know it's it's about staying and playing in summer leagues you know working out every single day pushing again having the personal drive to to get out of bed early and and work your backside off yeah so i guess touching back to the or going back to the the question and sort of the main answer to this particular question why you know why so many athletes turn pro from college and what is it about college that helps amateur athletes make that step up it's the fact that college is a professional environment um you know the facilities the training schedules the game schedules you have access to physios and athletic trainers consistently so if you're injured like you're not out going once a week to a physio you're in there every single day doing rehab and trying to recover um not only that but you're surrounded by like-minded people that all have the same the same goal that's so. it, and and you put yourself in that kind of an environment, and and you push yourself to be as good as you can be, you know, with with like I said, every single possible resource that you could think of yeah. to help you progress your sport as far as physically possible. Whether you use every one of those resources to your advantage, that that it, again, that comes back to the individual. But uh, the the U.S. collegiate system and everything that it, it provides uh, is on another level, hundred percent. All right, so the next question I have for you guys is in relation to, to being scouted while you're still in college. So what happens if you're scouted by a, a pro scout uh, and have the opportunity to turn pro while you're still competing in college? Harrison, you want, you want to do this one? Oh, it's, a, <clears throat> it's, an, it's one that I, I, mean, I, I, I have mixed feelings on. I think the minute you turn pro, you immediately lose all of your uh, athletic eligibility as, as a student athlete. Um, so the, the academic side of me always encourages students to try and finish their degree uh, and, and get get, quali- get a qualification and, and then look to turn pro. Um, but then obviously, as, as any athlete will tell you, if, the, if you get the chance, jump at it. So um, I have sort of mixed feelings towards it, but uh, I think if, if you back yourself and, you, and, you, and you're good enough, then, then definitely go for it. But I, I always have that sort of feeling in the back of my head that you should always think about making sure you get your, your degree or at least go back to school at some point to, to finish your qualification, whether it be part-time or full-time. So now, basically, if you turn pro while you're in college, you lose your your amateur status and you can't yeah, exactly. play college sport anymore. So like if if you're a if you're a Ben Simmons, you know, like and you know that you're gonna have a successful professional career at the most elite level, then then chances are like, you know, you go pro at a at, 
you know, out of out of college, and it doesn't really affect you too much. Yeah. All right, but just like like we just said, if as soon as you make the decision to forfeit your amateur status and and you yeah, you sign a professional contract. Yeah, you, you, you sign with an agent, a professional agent to represent you in, in the hopes of finding a professional contract. You have waived all of your collegiate eligibility. So you, you can never play in college again. You can still go back and, and, and study in college, but there's no scholarship for sport. There's no competition. There's none of that. So think about it this way. Like, let's say that, oh, yeah, you, you had a few looks. Uh, as I'll just use soccer as an example. You had a few looks, you know, after two years of college, uh, you decide, yep, I'm going to go pro. Uh, and you go, but you barely play. Uh, nothing really eventuates from it. Um, you can't just sit there and say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go back to college and I'll, I'll, I'll do my last two years and, and, and I'll play soccer there again. Well, you can go back and finish those last two years, but it's going to be at full price because, and you're not going to be playing sport. So it makes it, it makes it tough. Now, this is, uh, you know, this example this is one I was gonna I was gonna say earlier. I'm glad you, you held off, but we've got um, you know a phenomenal uh, a phenomenal kid over there named Mitch Osmond. Um, Mitch is from Sydney, soccer player. Um, was was playing uh, top level NPL seniors, 90 minutes a game uh, as a as a 19 year old. Um, one one of the best young talents that that I've had the chance to work with and. Um, Look, Mitch, he, he didn't have the eligibility for, for NCAA Division One, but certainly is uh, an athlete that, that could compete uh, and do very well at the NCAA Division One level if he did have that eligibility. So uh, Mitch went to the NAIA, um, you know, and he, he played uh, for, for a program uh, just outside of Chicago for, for two years. Um, but while he was, he, he was playing for that, that NAIA program, uh, he was also a part of a PDL club called the Thunder Bay Chill. Now, PDL is uh, the Premier Development League. Uh, it, it, it's a branch of uh, the USL. So you've got the MLS at the very top. You've got USL 1. You've got USL 2. Uh, and then you've got the PDL that's a part of the USL. And, and, and essentially what that is is uh, a semi-professional league um, so that the best collegiate athletes can compete from April to August. So in the summer months in the United States, uh, the best collegiate athletes can compete there. Um, and, 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 you know, some clubs will, will, you know, they'll pay for your accommodation for the summer and, and, and cover your expenses, which is, which is legal. Um, and, and that doesn't forfeit your amateur status. So uh, basically uh, Mitch played uh, for, for his NAIA team, um, for, for the college season, uh, also played uh, PDL. Um, he, he's had three years in the PDL. This, this past year, he was voted um, PDL Defender of the Year. Uh, he helped lead his team uh, to, to the PDL Grand Final, um, where unfortunately they, they, they lost. Um, but that's the type of kid, you know, he, he didn't go Division One. Uh, he, he was playing at a really, really good level before he left Australia uh, and, and has put himself uh, with, with a good PDL club. He, he did very, very well, and, and he's caught the attention of, of some USL teams. So uh, after this past season, he had uh, two different trials with Oklahoma City as well as Cincinnati. Uh, did very, very well. Professional at, teams. Yeah, these, these, are, these are professional teams uh, that, that gave him trials. And, and you know, he, 
he, he could have signed a, a contract, um, but he chose not to. Uh, he, he chose to, to go back to college. He's got one more year to finish his degree. Uh, he'll have one more season uh, in, in the PDL, one more year of maturity, one more year of experience. Uh, and, and at the end of it, he's going to have a university degree. And, and, and from that point forward, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that, that Mitch isn't, you know, doesn't have the ability to make it as a professional footballer. Um, so it, it's, you know, I, I've got a big, uh, a massive amount of respect for, for this kid. Um, he, he had the chance uh, to jump at a pro contract in, in the U.S. And, and he said, no, I'm, I'm going to finish. Uh, I'm, I'm going to finish my education and I'm going to keep playing at a good level while I finish my education. And, and then I'll go uh, to, to the next level. So um, really, really g- cool example there. All right. So the last question I have for you guys or uh, the last sort of thing we'll cover. Look, if I'm an athlete heading, heading into college and I'm a freshman, freshman what, is a first year student for all of you. There you go. First year student. If I'm a first year student heading over to the state student athlete, sorry. Uh, what can I do? Not necessarily to become a pro athlete straight away because it doesn't just happen like that, but what can I do to ensure that I'm giving myself the best chance to be noticed or, you know, to, to turn into a pro eventually? Well, I said it. I said it earlier. You you need to have a mindset that that is different. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to completely immerse yourself uh, in in the goal of, of going going pro. That that, that means uh, on top of your normal training sessions, it's it's the extra time that you spend uh, either on the court or on the park, or uh, it's it's the things that you do when and you often hear this when 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 you think nobody's watching. You know, it's it's that's the intangible side of this whole thing that that pushes kids to that next level. It's it's the extra hours that they spend by themselves uh, working to to perfect their craft. Like that that that's the biggest thing. And and stay away from the influences of those who say that they want the same things but don't actually show that that, that they're gonna they put in the work. Yeah, like the, of course everybody wants it, but who's actually gonna do it? That, you know, stay away from, you know, the, the, the things that are, that are going to slow you down from that drinking drugs. Um, it's college. Yeah. Like it, it's college and, and, and the, that lifestyle, you know, the, the, there's a lot of really good social things happening. I'm not saying don't be social, but if, if you are genuinely, you know, uh, you've got a hundred percent mindset to, to take yourself to the next level, yeah. then, then all of that doesn't mean anything and 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 it's it's everything that you're doing with your training uh the time that you spend personally uh you know the the psychology of it all you know that that means more to you uh than than having an unbelievable social time and 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 so you immerse yourself in the lifestyle of of thinking and and acting like a professional before you're a professional yeah yeah i think one more thing as well another thing as well is you need to be dominating your field like you can't be some bloke. I mean, say you're you're playing in college and you know maybe you're a forward and you're only scoring maybe two or three goals a season and maybe have the occasional assist. Like you need to be bagging goals. Like if you're a basketball player, absolutely just raining buckets. Or like like it's just like you can't just be so that that middle of the field athlete. You need to be absolutely dominating and come out there and show show the world why why they should pick you, why you should go to that next level. Exactly. Uh, one example that we have as well. Uh, and sorry, I'll touch on this first, but. Basically, 
as Harrison said, you need to be dominating. You need to be winning awards. Like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, like all American, you need to be an all American athlete, an all conference yeah. athlete. You need to be. That's it. You, you know, need. You need to be top of the statistics page when co- when pro scouts are looking. Like they're going to look at the first page or two, and then after that, they're not going to see. They're not going to read too much into it. So yeah, you, you, the minutes that you play need need to be. <laughs> very very high like you should you should start every game you should play majority of every game you should uh, score a ton of goals like you you should be uh, all conference you should be all region you should be all american okay. uh th- which which all american that means that depending on the sport uh that, that's that's the top 10 to 15 athletes in the entire united states in that particular competition you you need to be uh headlining as as a dominant dominant force in in whatever sport that you play like not like they said it's not you know coming off the bench uh and 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 playing you know a few minutes a game and oh yeah you did well in those those six minutes but the game you know the game's 45 minutes long or the the, the game's 90 minutes long and you you play 25 and they're already 30 points ahead (laughs) yeah that that's it like you, you you've got to you have to be a a shining star, and 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 look, even if that doesn't happen right away, that that that's okay. Like, if if you mold into that sort of athlete with natural maturity, you know, by by your second year, third year, by your third year, if if your junior and senior year, your third and fourth year, that that you are two time All American, but but you you weren't that in your first and second year, then then look that that's a big accomplishment and that's something that will get noticed on a national scale so that's that's what we call domination and like if as you said if you're not playing if you're not competing if you're not in that first team to begin with like it's not you know oh well look i need to transfer i need to transfer and go somewhere else and get minutes like that's not the answer at the end of the day because coaches are still going to see the statistical side of things and if you're not again scoring goals or you're in a team that's not performing too well like they're not they're not going to look there. If if your team away. if your team is is middle of the road and and you're not the best player on that team, yeah. you know, and you're you're part of it, then then look, it's a, it's a it's a tough thing to sit there and say, oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just going to transfer. And I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm I'll do better there. Yeah. Well, well, it's it's it's, a, it's taking a good look in the mirror and seeing that. Like the, the other side of it too is is take advantage of of every opportunity that you have. You know, take advantage of. Like like Mitch Osmond, the the summer league, you know, like he he played he trains nine months of the year at his college, uh, and and does as much as he can with weights, with conditioning, uh, with technical training, with all the resources that he's got. Uh, but then in that three months, uh, you know, where where a lot of students take that time off, he doesn't take that time off. He keeps training at a high level. He keeps playing against the best of the best, uh, so that you know. While, while every everybody else is, is potentially training nine months a year, he's training twelve months a year. Yeah. That that's the difference, you know. So so with regardless of your sport, there's summer leagues, there's competitive leagues, there's club. Um, keep, you know, you, you, if if you take time off, you're not going to go pro. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. There's not a professional out there that takes time off. Awesome. So look, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. But we've touched on a lot of different things here today relating to turning professional during or after college um, there's a lot of different sort of ideas and different bits of information that you can take away with you it's a fun um, topic it is a I really enjoyed fun it. topic I enjoyed it but uh, Matt Harrison thank you for, for jumping on this week more than likely one of you will be on next week again 
Uh, Thanks, Jacob. And we'll, we'll cover something different. Thanks, mate. Education 101. <laughs> Educate yourselves. All right, thank you, Matt and Harrison. Hopefully everyone out there has, has learned something new. Uh, it's a, a really cool topic to, to talk about. As I said, uh, turning pro is usually the you know the, the main goal for for all athletes that that come onto our program and other athletes that head over to the the college system like you want to become a professional athlete and there are certain sort of ways that that you can do that as we we touched on here today and and the college system is really built to get the best out of every every athlete uh as we said so the facilities the training schedules the you know the everything you have access to on campus like your, your you know your training field or your training court or your golf course you know the gyms uh you know access to, to athletic trainers and physios like everything is there to help you get the best out of of yourself and the opportunity and it's a really big thing for the the schools as well and the coaches like they want professional athletes uh, or future professional athletes going through their their programs because it's something they can you know say well look here's Here's John Smith. He went to to Iowa Central. Uh, now he's playing uh, at this professional club. Like that's something good for the school and the, and the coach to have as well to bring in new new recruits for the the following year. So, um, look, it's a, a really cool topic. But uh, we'll cover something different next week. Uh, so tune in next week. Hopefully everyone's enjoyed this this particular episode. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll uh, speak with you guys again soon. Thanks.